0: Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 157 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. And my name is Barbara. How's it going? It's going pretty good. I hear you're in the 90s this weekend, which is kind of
1: intense for this time of the year, isn't it? I thought you would love that. I saw that meme on Facebook and took a picture and sent it to you. <laughs> 92, 93, 94 this weekend, which is pretty damn hot. that's hot! In the 60s, so yes. That's Some hot. Laying out in the sun, just saying.
0: Well, take advantage of it while you can, because <laughs> I'm sure you're going to have
1: a hurricane in about two weeks, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're just jealous. A little That's bit. all right. I'd be jealous if I was you, too. <laughs> it's all right.
0: So, Barb and I, we are getting ready to record remotely at the DLAT conference. Yep. But by the time this episode is released, it will be done, and we will have talked to... A ton of amazing guests and speakers from the first conference of the year.
1: Ah, and the crowd goes wild. Yeah,
0: since this is coming out after we've done that, let's talk about all the great people we talked to. Remember that one guy and he talked about that one thing? It was amazing. <laughs> I got a picture today from Bennett
1: with the yes. bench, so I thought that was cool.
0: Yeah, we're all set up and ready to go. Mm-hmm. So please look for future episodes featuring us live, not live, from the Argon booth, from Texas. But by now, everybody should be getting ready for the next event, which is the Vision 21 meeting, happening April 8th to 10th in Nashville, Tennessee, at the Gaylord Opryland Resort.
1: Crowd again. <laughs> yeah, cannot wait. This
0: meeting is going to be amazing and we encourage
1: anyone and
0: everyone to attend. Now, Barb, you're definitely going to be there, right? Yes, I am. Is this your first meeting yes. since the pandemic? Or are you, are you yep. like just super stoked?
1: I am freaking doing backflips. I, I, I am just happy to travel and get out of town and go see everybody and talk to everybody and learn and network. Oh, yeah, I'm psyched. Yeah. That's like the understatement of the year. (laughs) Like 10 meetings by now. Yeah, I know. First one in a year.
0: It's insane. I'm still a maybe because of this stupid pandemic. I'm leaving it as a maybe up until the day of, because I am a seven hour drive away from Nashville. If I could just tell my wife I'm just running to the store, I'll be right back. (laughs) I'll drive down there. (laughs) So, while the podcast will not be there officially recording as of now, we still encourage everyone to go to one of the coolest meetings held every year. Well, this year it's in a different place in a different part of the year, but you can still go. Head over to nadl.org to see the schedule and to register, and remember, Barb will be there
1: for hey. the first
0: time, not as president. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So Barb, I want to ask you, you're an artist when it comes to dental ceramics. You talk about it a lot. You do amazing work. But do you have any creative non-dental skills? Nope. You don't do like pottery or basket weaving or sword making?
1: (laughs) You're going to find this funny. Yeah. I just got divorced in uh, December. Yeah. And I love cooking. I love grilling. I love baking. And so I consider that. To be creative at my age, after all my years of being on this earth, I love cooking. I get that. That does take a certain quality of artistic ability. I think so.
0: I put things in an air fryer and turn it on. That's my (laughs) cooking. I don't have any artistic skills. It skipped my generation. I have a grandma that was a professional artist, an aunt that's a musician. Wow. I got nothing. Jeez.
1: Sorry. Yeah, that's
0: what's cool about today's guest. So, while you were off celebrating your dad's birthday, Yay. yeah, uh-huh. I got to talk to a really cool dental technician who also happens to be a professional artist and musician. Tom Panay grew up loving art and music, and after a time as a dental assistant, Tom booked a gig at a dental office opening, and his career as a removable technician took off. We talk about the pros and cons of being a one-person dental tech working directly with patients, and balancing a creative life between teeth, wood, and music. So join us as we chat with Tom Penney. Hey Barb, I called Orident the other day about their P5 milling machine. Super! How did it go? I was introduced to the consumables Orident offers, such as Delta Zirconia, Orident ZR,
1: dent Cutting Tools, and Quest PMMA. How convenient. You know what? You can buy the mill and the materials from them.
0: Yeah, if you think that's convenient, you can also buy furnaces by Napotherm and vacuums by Renfert. Plus, I don't have to talk to a different person every time I call. I have a rep dedicated
1: just for me. I have heard that their service is amazing. Absolutely.
0: Orident offers high-quality cutting tools made here in the USA, and they have great options for zirconia, Delta Zirconia, which is a super cost savings for labs, and Orident ZR, made proudly here in the U.S. of A. Do they still offer dental alloys? You know, Orident started off manufacturing alloys and will always provide high-quality alloys for dental labs one of the few companies in the U.S. to still manufacture their own alloys.
1: Is there anything
0: that they don't
1: supply dental labs?
0: Actually, they also offer dental scanners and a 3D printer from Shining 3D.
1: Hold up. Does that scanner have its own design software?
0: Actually, Orident offers ExoCAD
1: for your designing needs. Nice. I'm not the best with technology and setting up all of this equipment, just saying. Well, we know, but that's
0: fine. Oradent has a technical support team who can help with installing or troubleshooting any problems.
1: Wow, Oradent definitely is a one-stop shop for any dental lab's needs. How do we get in touch with them?
0: You can always call our friends at Oradent at 1-800-422-7373, or you can visit them at their website at
1: oradent.com. We super appreciate your support of the podcast, Oradent. Thank you so much.
0: Voices from the Bench. The Interview. So how do you say your name? Pan Panay. Panay. Panay, yep. Like the pasta? Like the pasta, yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. Just spelled different.
0: Yeah, but you must get that all the time. Like the pasta. All the
2: time. Yeah, or Panay, you know.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, uh, Latin. And everybody thinks it's French, and I'm like, no, I'm full-blooded Italian.
0: Oh, well, yeah, that's the pasta.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's Panay.
0: Well, we are happy to have on the podcast today, after a few tries, (laughs) we welcome Tom Panay to the podcast. How are you, sir?
2: Good. How are you doing? Thanks. Thanks for having me on.
0: I'm doing well. So, we tried to connect a while ago, had some technical difficulties. Yeah. And then we tried to connect again, and you, unfortunately, came down with some COVID, and we're kind of Uh, down and out for a while.
2: You know, you try to be safe, and you try to do everything you can, and no matter what you do, if it's going to get you, it's going to get you, I guess, but it was pretty nasty. At least I could say, been there, done that, had it, and lived through it, and feel pretty good now, so.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask, are you pretty well-recovered? I hear a lot of people have, uh, what's that called, the
2: lingering lingering effects effects, Yeah. You know, it started off real quick with losing my smell and taste and then quickly progressed into like breathing difficulties oh, and then chest pain. I think that's when I talked to you that one time. I couldn't even talk. I had to like text you. Because, yeah. But then it felt like, like a heart attack and stuff. It was just wow. crazy, crazy stuff because it was pneumonia on top of it. And oh. Then, um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That didn't help. Yeah. Yeah, with the, yeah. I got the whole thing. Fast as it came, it, you know as it went away, you know, after some steroids and laying yeah. around for a couple weeks, it was gone. And then, yeah, no lingering effects for a while there. I mean, my taste came back, my smell, shortness of breath, but it's pretty much gone now. Sure. Too, well, that's you know. good.
0: Glad to hear it.
2: Yeah, it's just crazy stuff. Do
0: they tell you you still need the vaccine? We're going to talk about dental here in a little bit. Do they still yeah. <laughs> tell you you need a vaccine or do you have the antibodies where you don't need the vaccine?
2: I have the antibodies where I don't, and I know some of the dental office that I work for and with. They all went and got vaccines. Actually, I was supposed to get the vaccine the week that I um became oh, sick geez. and positive. Yeah, So they got the first vaccine and then they just got the second vaccine recently. And I had called to make sure maybe I can get my first one. And they said, now nah, I got to wait like 90 days. 90 days you know
0: after you, yeah. you tested positive. Interesting. Yeah.
2: Before I can get it. I'm allowed to be in the dental office and see patients and we wear everything anyway, all the protective you know, sure. PPE and everything. I'm not worried about that. It just sometimes it was just the ideas of some of the patients coming in. But as far as I'm concerned, the antibodies and everything else, I'll get my vaccine when I'm able. Yeah, just to double make sure. Interesting. Yeah, why not?
0: Well, Tom, we appreciate you coming on the podcast. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom, I know you on Instagram. I know you do a lot of really cool things, not just in dental, <laughs> but your art is like art art you're doing things that like artists do not just dental (laughs) technology and there's got to be a defining line between the technician artist and i don't know is the word traditional artist is that is that good i
2: guess i don't know like yeah real artist
0: (laughs) real artist what (laughs) came first
2: oh definitely the artwork you know artwork and music which you know but now that i've been doing it for so long like all three of them kind of tie together and each one helps out the other one. You know, the art definitely helps out with, with the dental side of it, you know, as far as like the creativity and things like that. But yeah, the, I mean, I've always done artwork and then quite a few years ago, I quit my full-time job at a steel mill, which I wasn't real thrilled with and started in the dental field with a friend of a friend. It was a dentist and wanted me to do dentures for him. So, <laughs> so a
0: friend asked you to do dentures and you didn't know any dental technology or?
2: No, now he's a lifelong friend It his Dr. Dennis Keys he wanted somebody to do dentures for him. And I'm, at the time, I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I've never done that before. Yeah, Kind of turned him down. Like, eh, no, I don't think that's going to happen. I well, work with steel. You know, yeah, I work with steel. <laughs> and then like six months later, he called me back. And the girl that he was going to train quit and, you know, whatever, for whatever reason. And, and I was like, you know what? I took the opportunity. Interesting. It was life-changing. I mean, I had no idea about dental whatsoever. And I had no idea about dentures. So... I always say I learned from the ground up, which was a great thing. I was a, I was an assistant for five years.
0: Oh, really?
2: I needed to learn the dental, you know, side of things, and just being an assistant. And then I almost went into just doing an assistant. You know, I, I, I really, I really dug it. Yeah, I really liked it. I really dug it. So I knew it was going to be something that was going to stick with me. And then started doing dentures and classes. And fast forwarding to all of that, the hardest thing for me was being in a small practice. With one dentist, and he just taught me old school, which now when I look back is like the best training that you could ever have.
0: Oh yeah, it's hard to get now. Yeah,
2: you, and you can't find it now. And as I was working with him to learn everything, there's no big lab that was leading me by the hand, saying, "Here, do this, do that. You can't do this." Yeah, there was no train. Like, sure, it's a hard thing to do by yourself without going to school full-time or, you know, you're trying to work and learn everything. So there was ups and downs for sure. It was pretty difficult to do that and kind of learn on your own in uh-huh. that way. But like I said, the technology that he gave to me and now it's like that was the base from everything I do now, you know? Yeah. I like the old school techniques because a lot of that you, you still use today, even though you don't think you're using it. but sure.
0: The fundamentals are still there. Yeah, the
2: fundamental yeah, it's yeah.
0: So how old were you when you got into this field? I mean, were you a teenager? Were
2: you in your twenties? I quit the steel mill in two thousand, so I was probably in my late twenties.
0: Oh wow. So you got into this field kind of maybe early thirties. Yeah, yeah. I kinda, mean a little older than what you usually hear. Yeah,
2: exactly. So it was kind of difficult to just have in that time frame because I went from a full time job to being an assistant yeah and then learning my way back up again you know so whose idea
0: was it to have you assist first did you ask or was the doctor like you know i think you need to know why you're doing this
2: i think it was kind of like a mutual thing like look i have no idea and you know <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea what i'm doing so i just i think it was just a mutual thing like yeah. all right come in because i wanted to know if, if i liked it or not too i you know i could have went in there and been like oh this you know this yeah. is horrible it's not for me and then you know bailed out so it was a good testing ground of finding out if I wanted to move on further with the career and, and the dental thing. And now, you know, don't want to ever look back because it's just, it's been progressing every year better and different and more, you know, it's just, it's crazy now if you look back from when I started to what I'm doing now.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, the last 10 years has just been crazy how much has changed. You know, and then, and
2: of course, then he retired. And I'm like, oh, great. I've only worked for one dentist for, t- you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how long were you
2: with him? God, it was probably, I'd say, I don't know, 15 years. Really? 10 years. I don't know, a long time. It morphed into the, you know being an assistant and then working in the lab and then working more in the lab and then going to training for dentures. And then I'd come back. I'd do like weekend training mm-hmm. in New York, Pennsylvania at Dentsply. And then sure. it was kind of cool because you came back and then whatever you learned, you kind of put towards what you were doing you know, in the world for going in and seeing patients and doing it, you know, so. Yeah.
0: And everything you were doing was only for this one doctor at this point.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. It progressed where I was just working in the lab the whole time. And then I built a lab in my house and then it was kind of like, okay, I wasn't even going in anymore. I was just kind of working just for him back and forth. And then he retired Mm -hmm. and then it kind of threw me out there like, oh, okay. But right before he retired, I started getting my CDT.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah.
2: You know, he never cared about it, and I, I never cared either. I'm like, you know, you know, what's the difference? I've been working for him forever, sure. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. But when I knew he was going to retire, then I decided to, if I'm going to put myself out there, it's probably a good thing to do. Yeah. That was one of the hardest things ever <laughs> to do, a, really? to get your CDC without any, like, formal training. I'm not a book smart kind of guy. You know, I'm a hands-on yeah. kind of guy. sure, you're ordering all this. What was it? The Air Force manuals. You know, it's two thousand oh, pages. Yeah, for, yeah. Like, it's
0: daunting how big it is.
2: It's huge, it's and then huge. you know, whatever. For one hundred fifty questions, you're like, oh my god, you know. Yeah. So, um did
0: you pass it on your first time? No. Uh, <laughs> Hate to say that. I know people that haven't passed it their first time. I mean, it's. It's no big deal. I mean, it's... was like a learning. It, absolutely. Yeah, it, learning. it says more to go back and take it a second time.
2: Yeah, I felt so much more at ease. I passed the hands-on test, you know, right away. Cause sure. That's, probably, so that was easy. I went up and took that. And then, yeah, the written test was a little difficult. I was more nervous than anything. Yeah. And I'm sure there's other people like me that don't work in a big lab because where I went to take it, you know, it was a bigger lab. So everybody worked in the lab and they walked in the room and then took the test where yeah i was driving five hours to take a test you know now an unfamiliar area using unfamiliar things sure you're all nervous going in like i said this second time was a lot better because i knew what i was going in
0: yeah and you have that in what complete denture your cdt
2: yeah that's all i really wanted to do i like the dentures there's not a lot of guys that like the dentures most go into you know the ceramics and things Mm -hmm. but um I enjoy it and that's what I like to do and it's kinda of what I'm not stuck doing, but that's I'm happy where I'm at.
0: Yeah, so you've opened up your own lab now and it's still still out of your house?
2: Yeah, you know, things kinda of changed on that too. You know, I did most of the work here at the house. hmm And then I've worked off and on for a couple of different, you know, bad dentists and you know, you didn't see eye to eye kind of thing. I was trying to like hook up with a one on one dentist like I Yeah did my whole life and it wasn't working out. Funny story though. The dentist that I really work for now, a girl that used to work for me at the first dentist, she had a job at this new place and yeah. they opened up a brand new a brand new uh, cranberry dental studio. It was a brand new place and they wanted to have a grand opening because it's one of the most beautiful dental offices I've sure. seen. Yeah. I got hired to play Because I play guitar, they hired me as a musician. Nice, play their (laughs) to play the open house, and we started talking, and they they realized I did dentures, and they didn't really do that many dentures because they don't like doing dentures. And yeah, bam, there I was, I was working for them. Then
0: (laughs) you got dental work out of a guitar gig. (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. Nice. <laughs> so You know, we talk a lot about marketing in this industry. I don't think I've ever heard that. So.
2: <laughs> it just kind of fell into place with that one. Yeah, um, that's cool. You know, and there's a lot of dentists out there. They're younger. They're great, you know, cosmetic dentists. That's, you know, that's their thing. Actually, Dr. Brian Kleitz, you know, he just won Max Studios Microdental Model Search for Emacs. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's what they do. You know, they specialize in all cosmetic and full mouth restorations and things. And dentures weren't really on their radar. Mm -hmm. They don't like doing them. You know, they're not familiar with it. So it was kind of a great pairing to try to build up the removable part of their practice.
0: Yeah. I mean, we know most dentists don't want to do removables. They just... It's hard for them. It's time-consuming. Time they they own the patient for life. It's just it's, it's a lot. So what do you do? Do you go in offering like help with the patient?
2: Yeah, there's a certain Thursdays are denture day basically. Yeah, they schedule all their denture patients on Thursday, and they'll do the impressions. You know, so I do it from beginning to end basically. You know, they take the final impression. I kind of meet with the patient with the doctor, and we kind of go over kind of treatment mm-hmm. plan with with them and. Uh, and the patients really they really like that they get to meet me yeah and chairside services are they're getting pretty big now which they they weren't before but yeah you know so i go home in the in the lab get the you know record base blah 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 bring it back we work on the wax rims and right there and i can pick the teeth with them and you know it's it, it's kind of cool working with them i do the setups mostly right there
0: Oh, really? Right there while they're waiting?
2: Yeah, while well, they're waiting, if, if I can. if And we try it in, and, you know, if we want to move things, then I'm right there. So everything is personalized and everything is on the spot. Yeah. It's not going back and forth. I'm not just sitting in a cubicle. And I really like meeting the patients and seeing their personality, seeing their facial features, mm-hmm. uh, picking the teeth that match. The artistic side comes out of me when that happens.
0: Let me ask you, when you let the patient pick the teeth... How many choices do you give them?
2: I can't imagine putting the,
0: the den supply portrait portfolio in front of a patient and getting out of there within uh, six hours.
2: Yeah. I throw out the catalogs, but I narrow it down and say, you know, hey, these ones would be my recommendation. It, usually the molds are so close.
0: Yeah. They can't see the I don't new, think new they've ones. noticed the difference. Sure. Yeah. They, yeah.
2: But they like the idea of, okay, this is great. I get to choose, you know? And it, it, it does. Sometimes I give them more of a square tooth or an ovoid tooth or something. So at least they have a kind of a little choice. And then, you know, the biggest thing is just the typical, like the shade. Yeah. Stuff like that. But it's just the idea of them having a a say in what they're getting. And yeah. It, it, really helps. it really helps them out. And they know I'm going to go home and bring it back. It's not going to wherever, China. Yeah, or, yeah, or whatever factoring, you know. sure yeah so it creates a, a pretty cool atmosphere for me and the patient and the doctors and um you know they don't have to worry as much for chair time too because it's it's a lot quicker i can be in there doing the setups where they're working on another patient and then when i'm ready they come in and we try it in you know so it works out pretty good
0: yeah and i imagine legally you're not taking any final impressions or really trying anything in you're just kind of letting the doctor do it and you're there
2: there. Yeah. Just yeah. doing it as support. But it's like I said, it's on the spot support, which is kind of nice. I think that's huge service. Yeah. It makes it easier for me because, an, you know, you don't have the changes back in the lab where you don't know what the changes, what the doctor wants. You know, I mean, he's telling sure. me right there, hey, yeah. let's do this. It's canted a little bit. Hey, let's, let's bring the central down a little bit. You know, so it's great for him. Because he doesn't have to take a bite and send it back to the lab.
0: You don't have six resets. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. exactly.
2: So, yeah, it's it's a good thing. And now I'm doing the same thing with, like, the all-on cases. Yeah. I'm the middleman between the dental implant. You know, Dr. Perry is like, you know, before I get too far ahead, like, it all works out on who you're working with. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. You know, if he works with some of the top dentists like I do in the area – it's a huge learning experience and you feed off of each other. Yeah, I bet. It works out to be in that team and, you know, kind of working around all of them because they're all in like the same kind of plane. They all work together with, you know, the implants and then the cosmetic dentistry and the restorations. And I'm kind of thrown in the middle because I don't do any PMMAs or like the digital printing or anything like that for all the zirconia, uh-huh. but I help out with setting the teeth with the patient. To be sent away to get a PMMA made, to be, have it scanned. Sure. And the lab I work with, who they work with, it helps them out because they don't have, like you said, they don't have five remakes with the setup. Sure. So, you know, when I go in and do the, the wax room with an all-on case, you know, the, the doctors take it out. We do a bite. You know, I kind of set the teeth up on it. And we try it and the doctor tries it back in. And every, everything's good. You know, I make some changes here and there. and then But then I just send it out to get a PMMA made. You know, so
0: does it go through you, or they just go directly deal with the lab that does the PMMA and zirconia? They go
2: through the lab. Yeah, I'm kind of like I said, I'm kind of like the in-between guy. Yeah, I'll get it back to them, and then they'll, they'll send it into the to the lab, and then the PMMA will just be sent straight to them, and then they'll do the insertion. You know, so yeah, it's kind of like a, a one-time thing. I just go in and do the setups. Do you do any
0: conversions or anything?
2: Not yet, no, but at some point, I would like to. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about it. just the opportunity will probably come there. I'm just not there yet., mm-hmm. I guess my services are needed for the setups more than the conversion because the um some of the labs that they work with they send a you know they send a technician to help with the conversion, sure, and then um, I'm, I'm kind of like the second one I go in and help with the setup, and then it goes back, you know so right now I like to get into that. I've never really done much and I've never really sat in very much yeah. on, you know, on, on the conversions, but that's like, it's probably going to be the next step.
0: Yeah. It's hard for a one person lab to do that because it's an all day thing. Yeah. Usually. You sit around Usually. And, yeah.
2: yeah, Sit around and wait a lot and yeah. doing the dentures as well. Now that I'm back in to cranberry dental studios, like every week, you know, I have a, a small lab there that I can work out of, but you know, most of the, most of the stuff is back here at the house, you know, Yeah. so I can kind of work there and here at the same time, you know, back and forth. I always joke around, you know, some of these dental offices, you know, they're huge. And then, <laughs> and some of your posts you know, on Instagram, you know, it's, it's so true. You walk in and the lab's like a big, as big as a closet.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> you know,
2: I mean, it's just funny, you know, the waiting room, I could live in the waiting room, but as far as a lab where you have to do all the work, there's no room.
0: Crammed. <laughs> poor lighting. Poor ventilation. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. It's the afterthought.
2: <laughs> Having a, and it's kind of like a mobile lab too. You know, so you, mm-hmm. I have to bring everything with me that you need because, of course, you know, you, so you get somewhere and you realize you don't have something that you need, and then, so you bring twice as much stuff that you probably will use at an appointment
0: oh sure <laughs> especially if you're letting the patient choose teeth what do you bring a whole tooth cabinet <laughs> Tooth card.
2: yeah I, I have like a big catalog of tooth molds and cards brand new ones and the thing is nice about the PMMAs, you're not worried about you don't have to use all portrait because they're just scanning it and making a pmma sure, yeah
0: they're just basing it off of tooth location yeah, yeah.
2: i have so many different ones and different you know, styles and, you know, you don't have to worry about shade at that point. So it, you kind of just go in there and you're just looking for the the shape and then, you know, the size of the teeth and things yeah. like that. They think it's pretty wild though. And you pull out a tooth chart. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and they get to see them all, you know.
0: Their eyes must go huge when they first see that chart and wonder, how am I ever going to pick a tooth?
2: Yeah. So, yeah, it's, there's a lot to it when you're like a one-man lab, you know. Yeah. I mean, you, you get, your billing department and your invoices and your, um, you know, your lab prescriptions and sending them out and because I'm saying that because there's no billing department. If right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> You ever get a phone call and say, "Let me transfer you to account
2: and <laughs> <laughs> walk out of the room exactly. and walk back in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a little tough. It's time consuming because you're you're doing the work and you're doing the administration part of it sure. and trying to keep track of everything and. Like I said, the invoices and the and the receipts and the in the lab prescriptions. You know, I mean, it just it's a lot for for one person. You know, it
0: is. I, I couldn't imagine doing it all.
2: But at the same way, you know, I have control of everything, which is kind of nice. But, Absolutely. But then again, you can't blame it on somebody else. Like, ah, oh, this lab screwed up, or yep. the, <laughs> the uh, you know, payroll. To, Apartment screwed up now. It's I can't can't give anybody, you know. Yeah.
0: Oh, did you get billed twice? Oh, my bad. Uh <laughs> let me look into this. Right.
2: But yeah, it's it's been a great thing. I just started into the some of the Gratia. I don't know, do you ever do you work with removables or do you
0: Yeah, I mean our lab has removables. I'm not a technician like on a bench, but we deal a lot with removables.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: But you just mentioned that you got into Gratia. I mean, that stuff is pretty cool. I've seen some it is really, really cool. beautiful stuff with
2: it. Passing out on some temporaries and you know some you know PMMAs that you know they're gonna it's not going to final or anything like that. So it's it's nice to work on it and it, it, it that goes back to like the artistic thing. You know, I've, just the colors and the shading and, the, and yeah. the molding. You know, it almost goes back to like you know like I was doing some of the statue repairs. You know, I think you saw that on yeah. Um, so a lot of that. Transfer server into the into the dental side of it. Where that's more just having like artistic side of it, yeah, <laughs> and you know worrying about all the technical side of it.
0: So, are you looking to eventually start doing
2: PMMAs
0: yourself and kind of becoming more? I don't want to say full service, but offering more services.
2: You know, I go back and forth on it. You know, I did go out to lab days in Chicago, and I was uh-huh. really, you know, I spent a lot of time looking at different. Ways that I possibly might be going to do that, and it for me at this point, I was like, I don't know if I want to invest in that technology. It's expensive, and it's expensive, you know. And and some of the seminars are like, well, you can make beautiful custom trays with this. I'm like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to spend you know fifty grand to make a custom tray for no, me, right? I at- hope <laughs> not. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So at that point, I was like, well, I I might be okay where I'm at, you know, with what I'm doing, and. I do outsource like the PMMAs. And even some of the the dentures, the more busy I get with chairside services and setups, the less time I have to process a denture. Yeah. You know, and that takes time. And so some of the – just the final processing, like I'll do all the wax ups and everything like that and then just send it out to get processed because it's just copying what I'm sending them. Sure. It's time consuming. When you're one guy, yeah, you don't have five people doing denture processing. So –
0: How do you process your dentures?
2: You know, for years I had the success injection system. It works great. You know, I always think it's like a dinosaur now, but I mean, they're still out there. People are still using them. I know. know? (laughs) It's like, you know, I keep thinking, oh, I'm going to upgrade, you know, to the newer systems and stuff. But I think at this point in my career and in the job, like if I'm going to upgrade, I'm just going to, you know, I'll outsource the final yeah. The final restoration instead of trying to do that just because of my time. Well, I think Dent Supply stopped making stuff for the success, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. they did too. So, what I have is it's either people that are really looking for that or, um, you know, I started with like the poor acrylics just yeah. for like temporaries and things like that. And that's, that's really great. You know, I mean, they say it's good for anything. You know, I kind of limit what I use that for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't want to do a five or six implant locator denture made out of poor acrylic. I mean, they say that you can use it, but mm. you know, I, I you that. know, it's it's, it, it's one of those things. Like, it has its limitations sure. and, and, and has its advantages for some things. So, most of my other stuff, I'm just sending it out in with the um, Ivoclar or something like that, you know. Yep. So, and they look great. Some of the printed dentures I've seen haven't looked the greatest that I've seen. I don't know. I'm not big on that side of it yeah. yet. I think they're still evolving with the printed dentures and things like that. So, basically, I have time to kind of wait and see how things pan out with technology and what I want to do.
0: Yeah. If, if it's working for you, don't change. Don't mess with it. Yeah. yeah.
2: You know, I mean, for what it is now, it's working out pretty good for, with what I'm doing. And at some point, you know, the technology side of it is going to advance and, but doing that you still need the, you know, you need the background of what we do on the workbench. Absolutely. You do. You know, um, I couldn't see going into the dental field and just, sitting on a computer all day without ever having to, you know, get your hands burnt with wax or, you know, your jam yourself <laughs> or, yeah. you know, I mean, it's all like learn as you go the whole way up to that point. And so my next step, I think it just be, a, it would be like a learning process for the, to learn the technology and the programs Yeah. when I get to that point, which, Hopefully, it'll be sooner than you know. I, th- I think it's going to go that way. I just don't know exactly when or how sure, you know.
0: Yeah, I think eventually the clients and the doctors are going to need us to, and yeah, when they start demanding it, that's when I think we're going to see the, the true shift. Yeah, I've yet to have a doctor ask for a printed denture, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, everybody knows about it. They're out. They're all over social media. I've yet to have somebody ask me for
2: Ask for it. Yeah. yeah I, and It's kind of great. You know, the younger doctors, don't, I don't even know how much training they do in removables. As, you know, as-
0: <laughs> not much. <laughs> We're lucky to work with a VA hospital here. And every year they get residents straight out of school. And mm-hmm. they always tell me, you know, they're they're excited to try their first denture or I only did one denture in school or <laughs> I, I need to improve because they just don't. It's, they just
2: don't do it's it. It's crazy. You know, they rely on the technicians and, you know, that's. For sure. And the CDT was some people don't even ask or they don't require it anyway. You know, I kind of yeah. did that just for me and just for. Not that it looks good, but you do learn what you need to learn from it. There was a lot of information that I'll probably never use again. But, you know, I mean, it's good to have that background. But as as far as getting it, you know, it's kind of like a feather in your cap kind of thing. I'm glad that I did. I
0: I wish it was required. But those that get it, knowing that it's not required, I think it speaks more on your desire to have a certain standard and to constantly be improving
2: and it it forces you you know and i mean to renew it every year you know i mean it forces you to keep current with things even if you're not using the current technology or uh, materials and it's you know it could be overwhelming especially like i said being a small you know one man kind of job it is overwhelming there's so much new material and and everything has a good side and bad side and you know i'm not at the position where i could just switch everything to try something and hopefully it works you know Yeah, for sure. So I got to be careful of what I choose to use and what I don't use. And
0: so, what happened to all your work when you had COVID? Did all the doctors just understand? And yeah, they I mean, been, they really didn't have a choice. But
2: yeah, they didn't have a choice. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where you don't really think of it, but it's all all of a sudden. You know, you can't go in, and you know, denture patients. Typically, they're not the youngest patients. No, at yeah. The, it's at yeah, it's an older population. Yeah, an older population. Wait, so. are you in Arkansas? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they're afraid to come in to begin with, so things have kind of slowed down through COVID. But mm-hmm. then, on top of everything else, you know, if they found out I had it, then they're afraid to come back. Sure. You know, just because they don't know what's going on. So, most patients we're really fine with it they're just you know hey whenever he's good to come back and you know you know we'll just pick up again they didn't want me to come back before I was able to or because even the 14-day quarantine it wasn't enough time because I was still sick
0: yeah yeah a lot of people don't realize that you don't get over everything in 14 days it's not a magical number yeah
2: yeah that's just a a number that they throw out there so it was like they kind of just moved all the patients around and you know like i said most patients were fine with it you know so was cool it, it kind of worked out at the you know, if you can get covid at a good time i guess it was around the holidays because the office was. oh shut, you know? yeah <laughs> most offices were closed for christmas they were closed for new years you know yeah. the schedule was late because of all the holidays so yeah if i was gonna get it that was the perfect time to get it yeah if you
0: can find <laughs> a silver lining
2: <laughs> that was the <a> silver lining <laughs> yeah of course as soon as you come back though bam 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 you know everything oh i bet yeah and even artwork you know i thought during everything is like oh, i'll be able to get down to the studio and work Yeah, you know, that didn't happen either you know it's hard yeah. enough just to get out of bed and to walk across the room let alone try to do something not even that strenuous but it seemed like you were doing something really yeah strenuous. yeah
0: so let's talk about your art studio is it share space with your dental studio
2: no, you know, I almost did that. My wife and I purchased, it's a, you know, a, it's a warehouse, you know, uh-huh. like, I don't know, maybe six or seven years ago. And the idea was, wow, we got this big building, you know, we could, it could be my art studio. It's, you know, kind of a garage thing, a storage space, you know, a yeah. dental lab. Well, it just didn't seem to work out right for that. I have to have like separation. I get that. So when I walk downstairs into the lab, I know it's a dental it's a dental day. Yeah. When I go down to the studio, when I walk in the studio, I know it's an art day. I don't think I have enough focus. I know I don't have enough focus to try to do <laughs> <laughs> To walk into the art studio and say, all right, am I going to do dentures today? Am I going to work on artwork? You know, there's too much there. I have to be focused a little bit more.
0: I find that interesting. I mean, it's good that you're able to see that for yourself and understand yeah. it. And it, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but being able to, to say to yourself, I need this separation. I get it.
2: <laughs> it took me a long time yeah, to figure that out. But then when I do go down into the lab and it's a denture day, then my ADD takes over and I can't <laughs> do one thing. So doing five cases at one time with different steps of each one yeah. is right up my alley. Yeah. Like, I love that. Man. Hey, whatever
0: works, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, to be focused on something for a real long time, you know, I kind of lose focus, but I can jump on the other thing and, and and work on that. And I do that in artwork as well. Like you gotta get burned out on one piece of art or one painting or something. So halfway through, instead of fudging your way through, you know, I start on another one. Interesting. So I kind of do that with dentures and my art. I make it work for me, I guess is what I, I should say. Yeah. Instead of letting it distract from me, I make it work for what I need to do at that day or to get it done. Yeah.
0: So your art is mostly, what, paintings?
2: It's actually chalk pastels. Okay. And I do it on wood, like oak. I do oh. it on oak now. I tried, I've tried different woods, uh, different kind of wood um, material, but... The oak is like one of the best ones that I like to work with. And the chalks, you rub them in with your fingers and I can get the shading right. And, you know, and then when you clear coat over top of it, the wood grain shines through. It comes through the chalk. Yeah. It it makes it pretty cool. It's not, you know, just like a crooked paint or anything like that. It almost looks like a stain. I didn't realize that was chalk.
0: I saw some stuff that you were doing online. I didn't realize it was chalk.
2: Yeah, you know, everything I do know, it's kind of like my style and my thing. So that's, you know, if I did a painting on a canvas, uh-huh. I don't think they would know it was mine. You know, they like, yeah. this, isn't, this isn't Tom's, you know, it looks a little bit different. Um, do
0: you usually do commissioned work or?
2: Yeah, I am lucky. Knock on wood. Yeah, on, the... on oak. Yeah, on oak. <laughs> yeah, I'm a commissioned artist. Like, I don't just go down the studio and draw flowers. Yeah. You know, everything I do is bought or sold you know i mean there are some pieces that that's why i don't i don't do that many shows anymore because i don't want to have a whole stockpile of stuff just laying around home someone somebody buys it yeah like i said i'm really lucky that i keep getting calls for oh well, yeah For thing, you know and you know you're five or six paintings behind which is a good thing you know so i always have something to work on and not that saying that like i said i go down and you know if i do get bored with something you know i'll jump off but most of it will be another commission piece that I'm getting started on or something. Sure. So who usually um, commissions you? What sort of I get so many different you know, there's a lot of businesses, not saying that I'm like a graphic designer, but yeah. There's a lot of businesses that want custom artwork for their lobby or Oh, um, I see. Yeah. For their offices. Like, you know, I've done a lot of quite a few like lawyer offices where they want me to come in and do five paintings. Two for the hallway, one for the waiting room, and even some dental offices. I've done quite a few. for Oh, really? Dental Interesting. Yeah, it, yeah. My son goes to a pediatric dentist, and you know, there's a big, you know, five foot painting every time we walk in there, and he has to chuckle and say, that's my daddy's." You know, it's kind <laughs> of. Did you do
0: it and get free dental care for your kid? <laughs> no, you know, was there some no, sort no, of I trade.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did work that out. What was I thinking? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Do they ask you what to do the art of, or do they give you free reign? I mean, just like, you know, don't be offensive, have fun.
2: Yeah, you know, some of my stuff, you know, you've seen it. Some of it's pretty abstract, um, very, like, cubist. Some people just want that, you know. They kind of just – they don't want to – but then there's other people that want – figures in it like well for that that dental office you know they wanted like not like children children but like you could tell they were children like in an abstract form like a figure with balloons and bright colors and things like that so a lot of people give me what ideas they have and then they kind of let me run with what they want and some people don't they just said hey this is these are the colors or yeah you know here's
0: a picture make it look like a painting
2: a lot of restaurants and like i said more businesses yeah like like restaurants and things. There was a, a restaurant in town. That's how I got my start, commissioned me for some really large paintings and they just opened and uh, it's called the house And mm-hmm. I just started hanging my artwork there. And then, you know, he bought paintings and then people started buying paintings. Oh, it, very it all, cool. It all went from that to doing it full time, but it started off in a restaurant. I think, you know, people stare at a painting long enough and yeah, oh yeah. a bottle of wine into it. They want to walk out with it. <laughs> 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 so it, it was a win-win for me, the uh, yeah. the person buying it and the bar owner, you know. So um, that's how that got started, which is kind of that's a whole other story. But that's how it started was at a restaurant, and people started seeing my work, and they were big paintings. Some of the paintings were, you know, that one mural is probably I don't know, ten foot by twenty foot. No kidding! Wow. But then I'd put little paintings around that people could actually buy. Sure. Not that they buy it, but I get a lot of commission work from them seeing it. That happens with everything, even with with the dental field and artwork. It's amazing what Facebook and Instagram—you you post some pictures and people just follow that and they're like, oh wow, you get work from that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's amazing from just posting some things and you get you know recognized and so I kind of use that as a marketing sure. tool for both. But yeah, so when everything's hitting on all cylinders, which it is right now, with work, <laughs> statue repairs, dentures, chairside services, yeah, it, it can be pretty hectic and. You have to stay motivated. You have to stay focused. There's no one pushing you to tell you you have to do it. So
0: Yeah. Do you think your art changed the more you got in to removables and doing dentures? That's a good question. I never had that question before. I don't know. Do you think he saw things more in in a curve of speed type? (laughs) I don't even know what
2: I'm asking, but you know what I mean. I I don't know. I could probably say it has. Yeah. And the opposite too. Like – the more of these setups I'm doing comes from the way my art has mm-hmm. changed. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a good question. I've ne- never had anybody ask me that before. I know they...
0: This picture has no midline. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the midline's off, you know. Yeah, I'm, I got go to go the right a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit posterior than I want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, they definitely help out each other. And I they, bet. You know, I bet. A lot of it comes from you know, a lot of these statue repairs and I had to repair like a resin statue that I've never dealt with before. And, you know, I'm like, sure, I can do it. one of those things. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. I used like triad gel to like hold pieces together. You know, nice. On the statue. You so know?
0: randomly someone had a broken statue and said, oh, here's a guy that can make dentures and paint yeah can you fix a statue
2: yeah and I had old dental tools you know everybody has your special carvers and things I had yeah. old, old carvers laying around I didn't use anymore and they're down in the studio right now and I you know ground them for like for statue repair but you know I have a grinder down there you know I can work on statues it's, it's kind of like being a jeweler I guess yeah you know sure. I mean I almost use the same lathe and everything as denture technicians but I've experimented a lot <laughs> with dental materials and statue repairs interesting <laughs> you know it works and if it works it works
0: is it mostly like concrete statues i mean i don't even know what um, statues are made out of bronze i don't know
2: yeah yeah i've never dealt with like the the high, like the metal ones um yeah most of them i don't think even think the clients know what they they're made of until like they break apart and sure. like the one i just prepared a lot of them are really old ones and you could tell because they're not it's Not like a mold, yeah, it's actual plaster, and there's horsehair and hay on the inside as like
0: oh, it's like a, a
2: bulking wand, yeah, yeah, it's like a boning. So, this last one I did, you know, it was horsehair in the middle of it. Um, interesting, gross, um, but interesting, yeah, I know. So, like the plaster works, and then like a couple this summer, you know, it was solid concrete, you know, it was a five foot solid concrete oh. thing, weighed 400 pounds, you know, I, I bet. In my art studio, I had a motorcycle jack, and I was like wheeling on it around on my motorcycle jack. I some have been sandstone, huh. which are a little bit harder to work with, but they were just missing pieces, and yeah, so they're all they're all different. You could tell the newer, cheaper ones, like I said, they're more of like a a resin. They just yeah, kinda, they just pour them in a mold and pour them in a mold, and you know they break them up. But some of them need painted. That goes back to the the Gratia. That's why I wanted to get in the Grotti, because a lot of these statues come in. And I have to completely repaint them and they're or they're white and they want them painted. Mm. And it's the same as like PMMA. Like some of the dentists were like, uh, I got this PMMA back and the, the patient kind of freaked out. You know, it's white.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's monochromatic.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I decided to start doing that because – It's like having a statue that's white, and I I have to paint it. So I get a monolithic PMMA back that I I throw the um, the gum tissue on. Have you ever tried Gradia on the statues? (laughs) No, I haven't. (laughs) I don't know. Could work. (laughs) Yeah, I'll let you know. I'll get back to you on that one. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it might be a little bit too expensive to be putting on statues. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I like it. It just keeps me. it keeps me going. You know, I wake up every day loving what I do. I mean, I sometimes, bet. yeah. Everybody has those days like, oh, God, you know, you're having problems with the setup or something didn't work out right or the bite came back wrong. And it's the same with, like, with artwork. I'm always nervous the day the painting when the client picks it up. You know, your heart's fluttering a little bit like, oh, are they going to like it? Are they going to hate it? Yeah. And you do that with the denture too. When you, Especially if you're there to seed it. yeah yeah Yeah, i'd rather not be like i'd rather but the dentist of course they always want me there in case you know they can blame it on me and i'm right standing sure (laughs) you know that doesn't fit oh well you know not um, my fault (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that you know those things are always in the back of your mind even with some of the the statues and the dentures you know there's some stuff you're trying that you never tried before and, and you just hope it it works out or you know when there's a problem you got to fix it that's one thing i've learned when you're a one-man artist or is doing statue repairs or working on dentures i can't say hey what should i do you know i can't how, how can i get this tooth to you know to occlude or you know i mean you got to yeah. work it out
0: yeah
2: i don't have somebody to to just lean over and ask their opinion or
0: pawn the work
2: off to <laughs> yeah can you do yeah can you do <laughs> this for me yeah cause i don't want to do it. so it, it's a good thing and it's it's kind of nerve wracking at the same time. Yeah. I don't know at this point if I could ever like go work at a big lab. It'd be different. It could, you know, you get trained. Like as we were talking, I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. Yeah. Things have to be where they're at. Or if I move something, you know, I'm like, oh, why would I move that for? And I move it back the next day. You know, it's just one of those. So it would be different working for somebody else than what I'm doing now. Well, yeah. I
0: mean, I applaud all technicians that can do it by themselves. I don't see how. But I also see the appeal, yeah, and the control and all that.
2: I didn't really have a choice. To- it's what I not grew up with, but it, yeah. it was what I it was how I was taught. You know, I was never taught in the, the biggest lab that I ever went to. Like I said, it was like dent supply for like their courses, which I don't even they probably don't even do anymore. But that was like you know that was a long time ago. Yeah. And getting back to some of the dentists, some of the ones I worked for, like I said, they if they did do dentures, it was f- thirty five years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And they weren't doing what we're doing now as technicians. So Porcelain they have, you know
0: teeth.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 fixing the pin, you know, trying to get the Yeah, I mean, yeah. even some of the materials are just so different than what they're used to. And and some of them have a problem with that. Like, they're like, well, we did it this way. Well, we don't do it that way anymore, you know. Yeah, no, sure. Um, technology advanced. So you kind of go with, with the advancement. And, and then some of the newer dentists don't really know because they weren't taught in anything. So there's a big gap there. Where I think technicians kind of fall right in the middle. Yeah. No, I agree to that. Between the dentist and the labs now that the technicians are an important part of the of the dental practice or the dental field I should say. Yeah. And then you also
0: are a musician who plays in a band, right? Yeah. How the <laughs> yeah. hell do you find all this time?
2: <laughs> COVID was, was a good thing for that, since it's kind of knocked everything off of, you know, with um Yeah, not a whole I mean, lot of live life. shows going on. You know, it was weird, like right at, in the fall though, it was like Places that could do outdoor events were hiring me to do outdoor events. So I took them, you know. I mean, yeah, sure. If I could play outside, I would play outside. Now, you know, even some of the smaller places they wanted, I opted out of those closed gigs. But yeah, people are, they're, they're being optimistic because I'm already booked for. You know, I got a a date in May and a couple in July. I guess, like, they're already booking out. Hopefully, you know, things are going to level out.
0: No, I get that. Yeah. Dental conventions are coming back. People are planning. I I mean, you
2: got to plan. If you don't plan, I mean, it's easier to cancel than to not plan and not have anything scheduled. You know, I've done a couple live and that's my next one. It's like March 18th or something. You know, it's like a, a closed circuit Zoom concert where they're paying me for like, you have to pay to get on it or something. So, I mean. There's ways, there's ways to get around. I miss playing live. Mm -hmm. It's not the same playing in front of a camera by yourself, you know, I bet. (laughs) Yeah. So I miss the, the live part of playing and, and half of my art studio is like a music studio. So I have everything set up down there as a PA and a drum set and all my guitars and everything. So, you got stuff everywhere. I got stuff everywhere. <laughs> even in my room, I joke around. There's guitar and ukulele hanging in the lab because sometimes, like I said, when I lose focus and I get bored, I, I'm always listening to music. It's, it keeps me going. But uh, sure. You set down your denture and pick up your guitar and play for, even if it's 10 minutes, it's a nice little break. It's like a Zen break. I bet. You know, and, yeah. And go back. I get that. Yeah. So it's like. Guitars in the dental lab, and there's guitars in the art studio. So, <laughs> like you said, I have a lot of laying around everywhere. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, if you had to give up everything except one, what would you choose to do? Would you stay just making dentures? Would you do the statues, the art, the music? Man, that's a tough one. You're spread thin,
2: man. Yeah, that's a tough one for me because, you know, I love doing the dentures, I love seeing the transformation from people even with an old denture to a new denture or a, a new, sure, a new yeah. patient that never had dentures and they're excited with their temporary let alone their you know their, their permanent yeah um, like this is great so that's really fulfilling is seeing the yeah. information but at the same time when something doesn't fit and they're like complaining and like oh god I, i'd rather work at mcdonald's and and make this denture you know so, <laughs> yeah but the same with artwork yeah there's, there's days that i i love going down the studio and there's days that it just nothing's there or if I don't know. That's, I don't think I'd be able to choose one that. I, so you just give it all up. I mean, the music's <laughs> fine. I could probably give up music like playing out. Yeah. I don't want to be nine years old trying to play at a bar. Um, <laughs> but you know. Do
0: you want to be 90 making dentures? Uh, yeah.
2: You know, people say, when are you going to retire? I'm like, oh, when I die, that's when, I'm, that's my retirement plan. <laughs> you know? I can make dentures so I can't do it anymore. So I, I like all of them in the, in the same, you like them and you hate them all, you know, all together. Yeah. And there's good days and bad days. And I, I, I find each one of them has its pros and cons. Now, quick story though. I don't know if other technicians have ever had this, but last year I did get my ulnar nerve replaced and my elbow. And then I had all my trigger fingers and my right hand from dentures. I had to be from dentures, from overuse, like I'd have surgery. Really? Did you ever hear that? No,
0: it wasn't because of guitars or something. Probably everything
2: that I've done, but it. Well, yeah, it it, doesn't help. When I was working on dentures, like after like an hour, my hand would go numb and I couldn't hold on to the cast or whatever I was doing. It was, it was crazy. And then I'd wake up and my hand was like in a fist and I couldn't open it up. I've never had that, and it all came from like a nerve in my elbow or something. And then I'd have hand surgery and. It's great now. I mean, but. So what do they do? They disconnect
0: the nerve or, I mean, you can't really, I don't know.
2: There's like a slot in your elbow that the nerve goes through and mine kind of slid out with pinching it, which was causing problems down my arm, which I didn't know it came from the elbow, but yeah. So they put that back in like the sleeve of the elbow and then your trigger finger, I mean, they go in and they, I don't know, they, they release the tendons in your finger Wow. Because at night, your tendons would curl up. And like I said, my hand would be like in a fist in the morning. It was just my right hand, of course, you know. Um, and, yeah, yeah. and you couldn't open your hand up or your fingers up. And then, of course, my fingers were going numb. And that was from my carpal tunnel that I had to fix, which is kind of common. But the trigger, you know. So I had like. I'm wow, you're you're a mess, man. Ionic man on my right. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, feel pretty good now. But yeah, that was, <laughs> you know, between that last year and COVID, yeah, I've had, you know, every. It's been a crazy ride on my body with, with everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ready for wow. So that didn't help. You know, dentures and in, in guitar and everything else I do, that did not help the hand situation. It was one of those things I had to get done. You need a hobby that yeah, doesn't a, use your hands. Yeah. Uh, read a book, which I can't because I, <laughs> I don't have enough focus to sit down and read a book. <laughs> I'm thinking about all the stuff I need to be doing. <laughs> wow.
0: Well, Tom, we came up on an hour really Whoa, quick. Wow. Yeah. that's great. That was some pretty cool stuff, man. Yeah. I, I think you're killing it what you're doing. I love seeing you do all that you do. I mean, the statue repair, the art, the dentures. The, it's fun. The music. I mean, that's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. And hearing how you're able to do it chair side and really make that difference to the patient and how you're able to take that patient and turn it into what they want that's cool uh, it is cool we don't get to do that a lot technicians you know no. I mean, you make it you send it out and that's it
2: yeah it's it's been a pretty neat thing you know just i like it you know i'm a people yeah person. you're in a special spot yeah i'm a yeah. people person so it works out pretty good for me the dentists, like i said you know dentists enjoy it they like being there watching it, and they like watching what i do too so it's kind of cool but
0: yeah it's all good yeah. I'm
2: keep trucking along you know Awesome.
0: Well, we appreciate you coming on the podcast, Tom. I
2: appreciate you having me. It's really cool. I, I like listening to the podcast. I, I like your little memes that you post all the time. It's really it's funny. I, I laugh every time. I Sometimes, you know, it's almost spit your coffee out kind of thing. It's Those are great. Yeah, it,
0: it kept me sane during the quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just never stopped. Yeah, so. it's, it's
2: great. I love it. But I love your podcast, too. It's a cool thing you're doing. I really appreciate it.
0: Nah, we appreciate you and appreciate you coming on. So, all
2: right. Well, thanks. Thanks. Well, hopefully we'll be able to get to see you soon sometime. Yeah, man. hopefully one of these when the conventions come around, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll hook you yeah. up. Yeah, definitely.
0: Awesome. Well, we appreciate it, Tyler. All right, Thank thanks you so, so much. Thanks. Uh,
2: thanks so much. Bye.
0: Whitmix is now providing its milling customers with Prima Milling Tools, the high-performance milling tools engineered specifically for Roland Mills. This new tool range outperforms the competition. The results show that not only does the tool last 29% longer than most others, their precision creates a pinpoint accuracy, ensuring a perfect fit for the patient. Whitmix's own digital technical support team said, The tools are a drop-in replacement for Roland tools so there's no need to make changes to the software to accommodate them. All of the Prima tools seem to have an exceptional life and produce a great surface finish. We recommend switching to them. The uncoated tools save up to 40% per restoration over the market leaders, but you can now save 20% on these great tools through January 10th, 2021. To take advantage of this offer, visit witmix.com or call 1-800-626-5651. And as always, we appreciate your support of the podcast, Witmix.
1: Well, thank you, Tom. I'm super... Sorry that I missed the podcast, but I really had a wonderful time in Wyoming with my family. I'm super bummed I missed the conversation, especially since I was there the first time when we had technical difficulties. Well, we love to talk to people in our industry. It's also really cool to hear about the amazing things that they do off the bench. So thank you for sharing that with my partner. But what's even cooler is hearing how they sometimes blend together to make each one better. So don't hesitate to get in touch with us at info at voicesfromthebench.com. If you want to come on this podcast and talk about what you do off the bench, we would love to hear it. And as you know, we're on our three-year anniversary. We will welcome anybody with a story, and we really, really love talking. So come on. Email us.
0: Awesome. Or hopefully come see us at a show sometime this year. Right on. (laughs) But you won't be there. I will. Yeah, well, I'm going to send you with the microphones. (laughs) All right, everybody, that's all we got for you. We appreciate you. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.
1: Well, one of us is going to the beach.
0: Yeah, I wonder who that is.